Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series four hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. This is episode number 67 of the show, uh, which seems incredible that we have made it here. Emily and I aren't in person for this episode, unfortunately. We should be able to record an episode or two in person uh, in a couple weeks, though, uh, towards the tail end of July, towards the tail end of summer. We have a lot of fun stuff planned tonight. Now, we do have about a 27-minute uh, limit, unfortunately, because, uh, yay, recording software. Uh, but we're going to do a, a short little Atlanta recap, going to do a little uh, loud and preview. We'll have the full New Hampshire preview episode out tomorrow night, tomorrow cut preview Friday. Going to be good to... I mean, I know we still did it last week, but, uh, you know, I feel like we haven't done a normal Cup Preview Friday uh, in a little bit just because of stuff going on. So we'll have that. And we also have a uh, – we're going to share um, our list of our favorite seafoods tonight and going to uh, New Hampshire, which isn't what you typically think of when you think of seafood. But uh, since they do give out a lobster for the trophy, I thought it would be appropriate if Emily and I uh, were to do that. But before we get into any of the NASCAR stuff, Emily – uh, do you have a uh, life update, joke, rhetorical question, any of that for our audience tonight? You know, my uh, biggest accomplishment in the past day or so has been using my label maker to label my label maker and its cord. That, so, that sounds very maker, productive. I labeled with my name. You know, just oh, in case. Just, right? just to differentiate. And then my label maker cord, I labeled label maker. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to make a label for all of my cords. You know, oh dear. all the little random ones like yeah. that you use never because you never need. Like I've got um, a rechargeable lighter, okay? Oh, what? Yeah. That sounds yeah, rather arbitrary. I charge it like once a year. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty nifty. It like sparks. Huh. Um, pretty, it's like fun playing with fire. Uh. But I'm like, ah, I need to label all the things right now. Hmm. So, so you're going on a going on a labeling tangent. Yeah. It does that sounds more productive than anything I've done over the past couple days. So, congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I just told them I really haven't been doing much. Um, I did subject myself to the uh, the southern heat and humidity. Lovely heat index of 105 today where I am. So. Uh, Better than 110, but I, I did uh, actually exercise outside for 45 minutes today, and I mowed the lawn outside yesterday for about an hour. So uh, I'm still here. Um, I'm, I'm probably extremely dehydrated, but uh, I'm still kicking. So we'll see how long uh, that lasts. And, you know, here it's not like it's just June and July that it's hot. You know, once you get into August, it gets worse, and then the first couple weeks of September, it's worse, and then towards the tail end of September, the temperature does actually start to go down, and then once we hit about March of the next year, the cycle starts all over again, and um, it feels like we're just we're sitting under Satan's armpit, to be quite frank. Uh, the temperature is uh, not to be messed with down here. Emily, it what? Toasty. <laughs> it is very, very toasty. Emily, what were your thoughts on this past weekend's uh, Quaker Oats 4,000 at Walmart? William Byron gets his fourth win of the season. Uh, he was your pick. He wins the rain-shortened event. Pretty good race. Great race, in my opinion. What did you think about the event? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't 
um, necessarily the most exciting race, but it was a good race. Um, you know, it's always kind of a bummer to see people win when they're already on pit road um, to me because I just feel like that feels different than, um, you know, a checkered flag win. Um, but, you know, Byron's had a few wins this season, so he, he does. probably's like, I'll take it no matter how I can get Exactly. Hey, rather right. be lucky than good, right? That's right. So... <laughs> Uh, I thought overall it was a good race. I didn't have the results for some people that they needed, truly needed at mm -hmm. this point in the season. Oh, Bowman. Um, yeah. There's a few of them. And, uh, yeah. So, overall, though, it was a good race and worked out for some people. Worked out for some people indeed, yeah. Looking at you, Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez, both vaulted themselves yeah, into the so playoff picture. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I think uh, I think Brad Keselowski this year is going to be kicking himself. Two chances, great chances at Atlanta, and they, uh, you know, this one was a little more not due to himself, but rather due to Mother Nature. But uh, still, got to be a little bit disappointing for him to have not uh, not brought home the victory in either race. I thought it was a really good race. I thought it was the best Super Speedway race we've seen this year. I think the rain had a big part in that. I don't think if we had the weather forecast that we do or that we did rather that. The racing would be that good, but uh, those guys put on a good show, and, and ultimately it was William Byron getting the win. Would have loved to see them, you know, obviously finish it under green, but the way that rain was coming, that just wasn't much hope, and we don't want what happened to Daytona last August to happen again, where he had the whole field go into turn one and wreck and have, like, B.J. McLeod or somebody win the race. Um, <laughs> so I thought NASCAR made the right call. Um, and hopefully, I, I've, I've been looking at the forecast all week, Emily, because I tend to do that. I actually haven't looked at it, well, though, since it, Tuesday. Uh, let's see, weather allowed in New Hampshire. Tuesday, the forecast was looking very bleak, and, uh, okay. Um, okay. Gotta control okay. myself. It's only Thursday. It is only Thursday. Oh, severe thunderstorm warning. That's fun. Um, let's look at the 10-day forecast here. Friday, it's showing thunderstorms. The only on-track activity tomorrow on Friday is Xfinity practice and qualifying, but thunderstorms in the evening. Uh, they're they're, they're, uh, they're pra practicing and qualifying there around 5 o'clock their time. Uh, let's see. Saturday weather is 58% uh, chance of rain in the evening. So, um... Maybe see an adjusted start time or something for Xfinity. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Sunday, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, it it's going to be thunderstorming. Now, the good news is Monday right now only has a 24% chance of rain. So should we need to run that race on Monday? It looks like we could. Uh, and then Tuesday, it's back to thunderstorm. So anybody in New Hampshire, though, for real, like, be safe tonight. This weather moving in looks... Very nasty where y'all are. This so please, uh, it really has. Did you see the tornado in Chicago? Like, I apparently, did. it touched down I like really close to family there. Yeah, yeah, touched down really close to O'Hare Airport. Thankfully, Betsy and Cameron weren't in Chicago at the time of that storm, but uh, it looked, yeah. looked pretty scary. They're enjoying the heat too. It's like what one the 12 where they are, something yeah. ridiculous like that. They're in a little bit of a desert. Yeah. Dry heat, though, right? Dry heat. That makes <laughs> dry it heat. so Just much like better. That makes it so much better. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. We're joking. We're joking, color. Of course. Seen. Of course. We live in the land of humidity, but we realize that any heat sucks. Yeah, any so. heat is really unfortunate. Um, You want to do the seafood list before or after? 
we actually Let's talk New Hampshire. Let's do it before? Okay. I actually didn't type out a list, and my mind is actually blanking on a couple of mine, so I'm going to let you go first while I actually gather my thoughts on my favorite seafoods. Emily, what are your so, top five favorite seafood items as we head to the land yeah. of lobster, where lobster is the trophy? So, I found this in the realm of, like, seafood dishes, not, like, specific types of seafood. I got gotcha. you. I'm not sure if that that's was kinda, correct. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Okay. I, um, I'm kind of picky on seafood, and I'll tell you... I love seafood, but I do not like fish. Like, I like shellfish, mm. not fish. Fish. Um, like, I like catfish, but that's not seafood. Right? Fried well catfish. <laughs> Fried catfish, so, like, you know, from the river. So, exactly. Pond. Does that count? Because that might, if, if no, the, no. it, no. Oh, does okay. not. Well, it darn. Does not Never mind. I'm going to have to rethink that's one of my why spots. I'm, like, clarifying that because now, if you like fish that comes from an ocean, that counts as seafood, like, yeah. Tuna. Or if you like, so, uh, so no, I'm going blank on types of fish. I know I am the one yeah. that thought of this, but since you've kind of taken over the parameters here, would something made with a seafood item count, or does it have so, to be like? Let me tell you mine. Yeah, go ahead. So my number one favorite, and this is probably one of my top favorite meals ever. Samuel knows this; he's probably not going to be surprised. It's crab legs, and I like yep. them like steamed. You know, you peel them, you dip them in butter. You have a of course. Um, uh, babe around your neck, that situation. Crab legs, like a crab below. Yum. Okay, that's number one. Okay. My number two is something that my family always makes. Family always makes fun of me at the beach. I only order this really at the beach, but I will order every single meal at the beach. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Oh, oh dear. Okay. Shrimp po' boy. Oh, I yeah. literally like a fried shrimp po' boy. I yeah. would get it every single meal, and I'll like be like, mm, "This bread is, you know, not as great compared to the last one, but the shrimp are better." But oh you know. my gosh! Yeah, and all I put on it really, I like a little lettuce and tomato. Of course. But sometimes I end up picking that off. Uh -huh. uh, and then I like uh, to dip it in a smidgen of cocktail sauce, just a little mm. on the shrimp. That's it. Okay. Cocktail sauce is so, growing on me. I will say. Wasn't didn't um, used to be a big fan of it, but it's growing on me. Different. Oh, does it? Try to, I'll make it for you sometime. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm, so I've good. only really had Costco cocktail sauce with the giant shrimp platter, so, so my my like cocktail sauce uh, range has not really been expanded. I used to love a good shrimp ring as a kid. Oh gosh, they're okay, so, so good. Okay, so the rest of my items are shrimp items. Okay, I'll tell Shocking. you that. Because really, the only way I eat crab is in crab leg form. I'm not a big crab crab cake person because a lot yeah. of them have additives that I don't like. I'm kind of picky, oh. like onion. My dad, my crab. dad does love a crab, like an authentic Maryland crab cake. He mm -hmm, that's he, mostly he would crab. do a lot of stuff for. I would agree. If it's a good crab cake, crab crab cake that is literally made out of crab and doesn't not full of onions or veggies or filler mm -hmm. like bread, then yeah. I am down with that crab cake but they're hard to find um my next would be shrimp cocktail like just plain old boiled steamed shrimp with mm -hmm. some delicious homemade cocktail sauce yep mm -hmm. it's good i like my cold not hot like me too like they're warm. i like it um, well i mean i like them either way but i think cold just I like either way, is better but chilled chilled is superior absolutely okay and then next would be um shrimp tacos and Ooh. maybe this is just fresh in my mind because i made that for dinner last night um <laughs> But a good shrimp taco, it hits the spot. That's very true. Okay. And then my last, which this was difficult, and again, putting these in order was really tricky. And there's so many things made with shrimp that I love. But um, shrimp and grits. Mm, 
Yeah. I'm a grits girl. I love grits. Um, and I, I like my shrimp and grits. Again, kind of how I like my crab cakes in that I don't want them full of junk. I want, like, cheesy grits with your shrimp sauteed in, like, garlic butter and bacon and not really vegetables. Just, like, delicious and greasy. Take all the health take all the health out basically oh yeah the health is gone yeah this is this is for flavor man out the window flavor town flavor okay yeah just like dicea exactly that's a good list that's a lot of shrimp thank you which i i mean i, I agree I with you. i love I'm shrimp. A shellfish. i'm a shellfish girl i'm not a fish girl i don't want a piece of tilapia or a piece of tuna or a piece of um halibut or again mm. i don't eat fish so i'm trying to remember all the different types of like seafood fish that you would find at the beach my yeah. family when we go to the beach we eat seafood like you won't find anybody eating anything that doesn't <laughs> come from the sea because when you're down there you get the fresh stuff that's why i don't eat crab legs down there yeah. technically those come from alaska that's true and when i'm at the beach like on the southern um portion of the u.s i'm not gonna eat alaskan crab legs that's those true. aren't fresh that makes good that makes sense fresh that makes sense so, well you know when it when in rome gulf shrimp good gulf shrimp in the southern ocean and yes, I realize the, the Southern Ocean, I, I made that up. Um, 90% of the time when we go to the beach, it is the Gulf. It's, it's not, um, it's not the ocean, but yeah. it is seafood, so. That, that counts, that counts. It counts. Uh, this was a really difficult list because I like seafood. It's not like my go-to, you know, it's not my go-to, um, I you guess, shrimp, genre of food. I do it's love shrimp. Covered. Like, shrimp you know, will shrimp will make an appearance on this list. Can, Don't you, you worry. Okay. Yeah. Whenever uh, somebody buys a shrimp ring from Costco with like seventy <laughs> shrimp on it, you can put my name on about half of those, if not more. <laughs> yeah. Which is good because nobody else in my family eats shrimp like I do. So, yeah. um, start. I'm gonna go uh, bottom to top here, and I'm gonna try to try to do this relatively quickly since you know this is a NASCAR show. But you know we like to have fun. You know. Um, starting off at number five, and again, this may be like you said with your shrimp taco, it's fresh on my mind because I actually had this tonight, and I did not make it. Let that be clear. Um, I had somebody who is a, a fantastic cook uh, make this make this for me. Well, what do you want to guess? guess? I'm gonna guess you had like a low country boil. No, we actually had that the other night. I had salmon. I had okay. really good salmon tonight. I don't oh. really care how my salmon's prepared, um, but most of the time it's it's good. Um, but yeah, speaking of a lone country boil, that's going to come in in the four slot, um, and I there are different variations of it. I know uh, you can make like one with not everything. You can do like corn, shrimp, and like green beans, which is something that we do sometimes. And then uh, there's also another variant uh, with shrimp and corn and and something else. Uh, potatoes. That's what it is. Potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, just some boiled potatoes. Um, which I think that's my favorite version. Nothing against green beans. I love them, but you know, the, the potatoes, especially with a good helping of butter, <laughs> they're just, they're, they're just better. Um, number three is, I, I, I almost put the shrimp po' boy on the list, Emily, but I felt like I had yeah. to go with something else. Um, and I, it's something I've only had once and I don't mean to sound snobby in the slightest when I say this, but a Baltimore, like authentic Baltimore crab cake from the place that has literally won the award from Baltimore's main paper. And I apologize for not remembering the name of the paper, but they've won the award from the main Baltimore newspaper of the best crab cakes in Maryland, uh, coming from the capital of Maryland, or at least I really hope I'm going to sound like an idiot, um, I can't remember what the place was called, but that was one of the best things I've ever eaten. And to be honest, I'm not a huge crab person. I'm really not. Um, but yeah, a good, authentic, 
Maryland crab cake is heavenly. So if you're ever in Baltimore, ever in oh. Maryland in general, go to a place that uh, has crab cakes, and you likely will not be disappointed. Uh, and if you are, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can just call the governor, and he'll, like, shut the place down because that's how serious they take that up there. At number two is going to be a good, normal, no-strings-attached, cold shrimp ring with a little bit of cocktail sauce. Now, I'm not a huge cocktail sauce person, but as I said earlier, it's growing on me. Um, it is growing on me, so um, I do like it a little bit more than I used to, and I'm sure eventually I'll get to Emily's level of enjoyment with cocktail sauce, but um, a good shrimp ring always hits the spot. Now, before I get to my number one, Emily, I have to do something that I've done in the past on lists, and I have to do the trendy thing on social media when it comes to lists. Of course, I have to delay my number one to mention my honorable mentions. I'm going to do these relatively quickly. Um, the first of two honorable mentions is the shrimp po' boy. I mean, what's better than fried shrimp, lettuce, and tomato on buttered bread? And my second honorable mention is something that I believe I've only had once, if more than once, probably only twice, is just lobster tail with a crap ton of butter. So good. You can't you can't beat that butter flavor. To me, it's like a slightly firmer texture than a crab leg. Yeah. And that's what gets me on lobster. That's true. I would eat it, and I like like a good solid lobster bisque, but oh, yeah. um, it's a spot. But I don't just like want to eat a lobster tail. Yeah. The number, uh, my number one is, some, I debated this a lot, uh, but my number one, it's, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart, but uh, my grandfather was from Mississippi, um, and he also spent some time down um, in Georgia, Louisiana, and so of course, when especially when you're in Louisiana, gumbo, especially very mm -hmm. Cajun, very spicy gumbo, becomes uh, part of your life and part of your lifestyle. Uh, Cajun food hits different. Um, just for the record, in, in both uh, your taste buds and on the toilet later, but it, it does hit different. Um, it's very spicy, so anyone faint of heart or Emily's mom, don't go try it because you will, uh, you will not have a very fun time. Uh, but my number one favorite seafood item of all time is my grandfather's authentic Louisiana gumbo, which was extremely spicy, but it had great shrimp and potatoes and just... A, a, a bounty of other delicious stuff in it and uh yeah it's it just so good gosh sounds incredible I do it was great that, that would be an honorable mention for me because i considered that and then i decided mm, probably not my top five yeah so that's yeah. something i thought about i mean if we consider catfish in the realm i just don't uh, yeah i put fried catfish up there if it was legally seafood but it's river food <laughs> I mean, it's not seafood i mean if you Googled it, it might say catfish, but, like, to me, it's just a totally different category. It is. Like, yeah. it doesn't. It's not the same. Yeah. So. I don't know if you know this, Emily, but what, uh... When my dad came back from a very long trip one time, the first thing that he asked to eat uh, was his dad's gumbo. So yeah, was uh, was his dad's gumbo. It was it was really good, but it it would make a lot of people cry because it was spicy. I mean, I have never seen, like someone over the age of 70 eat as in or ingest as much spice as now, i watched him eat when gumbo. he had his own when he made his own gumbo yeah it was ugh. do you have this recipe i don't we probably do somewhere i'm sure my yeah, grandmother or somebody else has it um i really hope we do because uh man i, I we should serve it to your mom like with no context no information just say like here she try loves, this potato soup 
She's really? A, she's a gumbo fan. Has she had yeah, spicy gumbo? Has she had Cajun gumbo? Because it is a whole yeah. different realm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Has, no, I'll tell you. Half the time, she knows, and my dad knows. They go out to eat somewhere, and she orders something that's too spicy. She's trading food with him. <laughs> I've had that happen with me before. Uh, you've had that happen like last week with her. Yeah, with some with some just boiled she, shrimp that had some pepper on them. No, they were like grilled shrimp. But oh, they were grilled shrimp. Too, they had some black pepper on them. Oh man, ooh, that salt and, and pepper, like, man, gosh. Passing her, passing her shrimp around, get trying your, to get rid of it to other people. Get your tongue a flaming. Weekend schedule for New Hampshire, where the winner will get a lobster. Practice at 12:05 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. USA Network, the NBC Sports app, PRN, that's the Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Qualifying 12:50 USA Network, NBC Sports app, Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. About 20 minutes for each group of drivers to get their race cars dialed in. Race itself, 2.30 Eastern. It's the Crayon 301. And no, Emily, I do not believe Wait. it is the same Crayon brand as the Crayon brand that we all know and love. It is not on Crayola. USA Network. I don't believe so. It's on USA Network, NBC Sports app, PRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. What kind of crayon is it? What else is there? I mean, you can Google it. I don't know. They sponsored the Xfinity race last year. They decided to go bigger this year, but I have no clue what they are, to be completely honest. I just say the name of the race on the podcast. I don't look into the companies. It could be a drug front. We don't All know. Right, we're calling it the Crayola 24 pack. Oh, no. Are you just going to make up a new race name every week? Pretty much. All right. I'm down for it. Parody race names. Follow Emily. Looking at the standings, William Byron took the regular season points lead from MTJ. He now leads Truex by 21 in the regular season. Byron, Bush, Truex, Chastain, Larson, Hamlin, Bell, Blaney, Logano, Reddick, Stenhouse are your 11 winners through 19 races, 7 races to go in the regular season, 17 to go overall in the season. The four guys with multiple wins, Byron, Bush, Truex, and Larson, Truex and Larson, each with two, Bush with three, William Byron sits all alone at the top of the list with four. First man in on points, Kevin Harvick, plus 126. Busher is plus 102. Brad K, plus 100. And tied for the last man in spot, Daniel Suarez and Michael McDowell, each plus three. Bubba Wallace, first man out, minus three. A.J. Allmendinger, minus 13. Ty Gibbs, minus 26. Austin Sindrick, minus 38. Justin Haley, two great races in a row, minus 41. Alex Bowman, now minus 44. In Sue Crying Noises, Chase Elliott, minus 60. His situation's looking a little bit worse. Corey LaJoy, who is announced this week, will likely re-sign with Spider Motorsports, minus 70. Ryan Priest, minus 81. Todd, what's his face? Todd Gilliland, minus 87. Eric Amarola, minus 90. Eric Jones, minus 140. Austin Dillon, minus 143. Harrison Burton, minus 156. Chase Briscoe, minus 185. Ty Dillon, minus 236. And all alone in 33rd place, Noah Gregson, 237 points back of the playoff cut line and 458 points back of the points leader, William Byron. Looking at the owner standings, this really only matters for the 9 and 48 teams, but the 9 car is in 13th, the 48 still in 16th. Manufacturer-wise, it is still the Bowtie Brigade with another win. Leading with 12 wins, Toyota with 5, Ford with 2. They lead Toyota by 73 points and Ford with 86. Ford is 13 back of Toyota. Emily, before we get into our picks, what are your thoughts on the point standings after Atlanta going into New Hampshire? I mean, it's it's winner winner uh, go home time, guys. Like it's time. It's, it is time. It's time to step it up. 
You're a great motivational really speaker. Want to give I know, I really am. I'm like, give up or... Give up or don't give up. Those are the options, guys. <laughs> Which one are you going to choose? Oh, goodness. It's like to choose your own adventure book, you know? Are you going to give up yeah. or not? Who? I know, I should, I should write a book. You should, you should write a book. Who, Emily, is your pick to win the poll for this weekend's Crayon 301? Who is your pick to win the race for the Crayon 301 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway? <laughs> I can't believe it's called the crayon. Whatever. I know, right? It's now. magical. Listen, at this point, who's going to win other than Byron? Byron or Bush, I feel like. Who else is it going to be? Yeah. Who do you think is going to break that tie? At this rate, probably Byron. Probably Byron. Yeah. You think he gets win number five? Yeah. All right. We're going for it. You have heard Emily's verdict now. Uh, Emily, as you know, I'm a nerd, so I study way too many stats. Um, but I read a stat this morning that kind of blew my mind that I actually hadn't heard before. And I've heard a lot of insane stats in my time as an NASCAR fan. Christopher Bell has made eight starts at New Hampshire Motor Speedway combined between the NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series, NASCAR Xfinity Series, and NASCAR Cup Series. Eight starts, okay? Fairly good sample size. In seven of those starts between the Truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series, he has finished in the top two. Not the top ten, not the top five, the top two. He is, oh, as we lost Emily there for a second. He is three for five. I'm sorry we lost you, Emily. Um, I'm going off about Christopher mm -hmm. Bell's insane stats in New now. Hampshire. Um, but he has won all three starts he's made at New Hampshire in the Xfinity Series. Uh, seven top twos and eight starts there. I don't see how you can't pick Christopher Bell this weekend. And Emily, aside from you, because you know what you're doing, if you don't pick Christopher Bell this weekend, you're a goofball, plain and simple. Um, the man has insane stats there. Well, he's not going to win. Defending winner. Well, I disagree. Defending winner probably would have won in 2021 if NASCAR didn't end it early due to darkness. Um, so, yeah. See, Bell. He's my win pick. Poll pick? I'm going to go Blaney. I don't know why. I just feel like Blaney's going to win the poll this weekend. Um, as a Bubba fan, he finished third here last year and kind of needs to do that again. As a Bowman fan, he has been terrible here and I have no hope. He's probably going to dig a deeper playoff hole and make me more sad. Seven races to go in the regular season. Emily, any final thoughts on tonight? Fun episode. Talk seafood. Talk Atlanta. Talk New Hampshire. Fun episode. No, I mean, I'm excited to see who is going to have a crab. Or lobster, not a crab. They should switch it to a crab. Crabs are better. You think they should switch it to a crab? Yeah, it just makes you like rubber band the claws just like you do on the lobster. Oh. I assume they rubber band them. I think right? they do. I don't or know. Did you say it's dead? It's dead, yeah. The funniest thing, though, is when the well, driver, you don't like. Have to rubber band them if it's dead. The funniest thing is when the driver hands, like, the, the, the lobster to, like, their four year old son or daughter and they just, like, freak out. It's pretty funny. That's. Awesome. Do they all have a four-year-old daughter? Uh, I mean, some of them. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Or sometimes they'll just hand it to their <laughs> wife, and the like wife just, do. like, stands there, and she, like, doesn't want to take it. And then the PR person like, doesn't want to take right it, now. and it's just, it's a mess. You know, it's pretty funny, though. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can find us on all major podcast platforms and on the Spotter Stand YouTube page. That's the Spotter Postria Stand. Cut preview Friday tomorrow with the YouTube pre-race show and another episode of the Below the Line podcast. Next podcast episode, aside from tomorrow, will be Monday. Emily and I will recap all the action. Plenty of coverage from New Hampshire this weekend on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. We will see you later. Goodbye.